Hey, this is Barbara Corcoran. You are now tuned in to Business Unusual. And everything you ever learned about business, throw it out the window. I'm going to tell you the real deal. Listen in. Today, I'm going to answer all your burning questions about work, life, starting a company, getting on track, and much, much more. Be sure to call in to the Business Unusual hotline with your question at 888-BARBARA. That's 888-B-A-R-B-A-R-A. But first, my mom was a housewife and she raised 10 kids on a shoestring budget in a two-bedroom apartment. Pretty remarkable. Here are five things I learned from my mom, her beliefs and her practices that helped me build a huge business. And I'll share them with you here. Number one, my mom believed that everybody has a gift. My sister Ellen was good at dishes, and she was also great at making beds. My brother Eddie was great at saving money, and he worked since he was 11. And you couldn't get a nickel out of that guy if you begged for a week. But when he was 18, he got on a motorcycle and moved to California with $10,000 in cash in his pocket. He was just a good saver. My mom said my biggest talent was my imagination, and I was in charge of putting the rock stores in the basement or putting on Broadway shows. I was always entertaining the other nine kids. I'm good, as well as my mom, at spotting people's gifts, and I used that to build a hugely successful company, taking advantage of what I saw in people as their gift and putting them in the right jobs. So I was constantly making salesmen into advertising executives, and I was convincing bookkeepers they should be salesmen because I could see the light in them and what they were good at. The most important lesson I used to build my business clearly was that everyone has a gift. Number two, everybody's got to pitch in. We were a family of 12 people in very tight quarters, and if we hadn't all pitched in and knew what our jobs were, we could have never gotten along as we had. Each child had an assigned role in the family, and so when I built my real estate business, I gave everyone an assignment. I didn't care if they were salespeople, I didn't care if they were employees, but they all knew exactly what their assignment was and they understood that if they were gonna be part of my company, Everyone had to pitch in. It was simple. And with that, there was a spirit to core that everyone actually felt like they were part of a family. When I was building my business, every salesman understood it was their specific job to meet their desk overhead every single month. And so their overhead was $48,000 a year, and they knew. If they couldn't make $48,000 a year for them and another $48,000 for me to clear my overhead, that they couldn't stay in the company. And I can't tell you how powerful that was in building a firm foundation for the business that everyone knew they had to pitch in and exactly what that pitch looked like. Number three, you have to only surround yourself with happy people. My mom always said, people either build you or drain you and there's nothing in between. And she was right. My mom would regularly go down to the ferry on the Hudson River and pull out my big brothers out of the ferry gang. Why did she not let my brothers hang out at the ferry with all the other big guys? They were the only ones that weren't allowed to hang out because she said, they're not a happy bunch and I'm taking my boys out of there. She went down, they didn't even have to know what the message was, they followed her right back home. They got caught every time. 
At the Corcoran Group, I always made Friday the day that I would get rid of all of my complainers. Why? Because I knew they were sucking the energy and draining my bank account psychologically. So I would make sure that if someone was a complainer and pulling down my good, happy people, they didn't stay around very long. I consider that one of my major jobs at the Corcoran Group. I've learned over time that a miserable coworker, a bad boss, or a negative friend takes you down with them. They always want company. I surround myself with only positive people for one reason only. I want to be happy. The only exception, of course, is my husband, Bill. Uh, but that's okay because I go out of my way to make him miserable. Number four, you have to have a system. If you're going to do anything more than once, you better make a system to get it accomplished. My mom ran her house like a boot camp. She would have been great in the army. Everything had its place. And when she opened her mouth, we snapped to it. She had a sock drawer in the kitchen where all the boys' socks were all navy blue, all one size. The girls' sock drawer underneath it was all white, all one size. Because she understood how much effort was involved in sorting socks and buying different sizes for her 10 kids. When she made the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches every morning to send us out to school, she had to make 10. She used a spackling knife to spread the peanut butter and jelly after she lined up the bread. It took her probably 30 seconds to make 10 sandwiches. When she polished our white shoes for school every morning, because that was required of our little Catholic school's uniform, she lined up all of the shoes on a white radiator, painted them white with her paintbrush with shoe polish on it, turned them over, did the other side, and the radiator dried the shoes. She was able to polish all of our shoes in less than a minute. She was remarkable on systems, But from my mom, I learned that if I was going to build a big business, if I had to do something more than once, I better make a system to make it happen faster. When I ran the Corcoran Group, I learned to run it like a Swiss clock where everything had its place. I remember the time it saved us, the day we decided to color code the different sizes of our listings so that all studios were pink and all one-bedrooms were blue, and then the salespeople could find the listing they needed instantly without everything being mixed up. A lot of the money spent in building my business was spent on building new offices, which would house 60, 80, 200 salespeople. And I found one night when I actually looked at the arrangement of the desks, thinking there's got to be a better way. I was able to measure the width and length of the desks, measure the chairs, how much they went under the desk, what the rollers took up in their space and how wide the aisles were. And I realized that if I turned the desk head to head instead of parallel lines after the other, that I could save 20% of my office space. That made me a fortune from that point on, getting, in effect, a 20% discount on all of my rent. I learned that from my mother. Number five, my mom always said you need a bully to beat a bully. And she demonstrated that one day when she got tired of seeing the town bully beat up on my younger brother, Tommy. Tommy wasn't built like my other brothers. He was slight. He was poetic. He liked to sing and dance. He just wasn't one of these athletic football types like my other brothers. One day, she turned to Marty and John. She said, just go out there and beat up that bully for your brother. 
it was over. He was never picked on again. You need a bully to beat a bully. I would later use that lesson when I was being sued by the Donald himself, who didn't want to pay me a $6 million commission that I was clearly owed. And instead of hiring my regular attorney, which my instinct was first to hire the attorney I knew, I decided to interview every bully litigator in New York and hire the biggest, baddest bully. And I'm telling you, without that, I would have never won. These are the five lessons I learned from my mom, and I'm telling you, I could have never built the business if I hadn't watched her demonstrate these lessons, raising her 10 kids in her two-bedroom home. Let's take a short break to talk about a company I love, my friends at On Deck Business Loans. Now let's get back to the show. Hi, my name is Nick from New Jersey. I know you're from Edgewater because I read your book, Shark Tales. I just wanted to call and say thank you so much for writing that book and influencing my life. My question is, how can I provide value to people that don't know me or get my foot in the door while still being respectable and not overstepping my bounds? Thank you and have a great day. Thank you so much. So, Nick, you're from New Jersey, my home state. Good for you. I find that people in New Jersey are generally so lovely. I really hardly ever meet a clunker. Well, you're asking about getting your foot in the door. And if you're asking about professionally getting your foot in the door, which I'm going to have to assume from your question, I would say you've got to get rid of this notion that you're overstepping your bounds. You strike me as though you're slightly timid and very polite, which are two wonderful traits in short supply today. But I think if you want to prove yourself or your worth to an organization or an individual, you've got to get comfortable boldly stepping through that door. Nobody invites you in. If I waited for every invitation that I never got, I think I would have never built a business. I learned that I had to develop a different personality than the one my parents gave me, which was to be a nice, quiet, polite child and to never cause any problems. And I still don't cause any problems, but I also had to learn that nobody was going to invite me in in business unless I opened my own doors. Does that make sense? Does that ring a little bit true there? I think what you need when you step through a door is a good pitch because I think everything in life pretty much is sales if you're going to start something new. So if you're going to walk through the door, I think you need to have a little story about yourself. And so I'm going to just take a shot at it, not knowing you, Nick, but just for example. So something like, you're in the door, you're shaking the hand, and hi, I'm Nick Smith. And the one thing I do very well is I work really, really hard. I also really get along with people. Now, if someone came in my door and said that, I would think of 15 spots that I could use them in my organization because those are essential things you need to do if you're going to prove your work. Those two specific things, okay? I'm Nick Smith, and the one thing I do very well is work really hard, and I also really know how to get along with people. I'm wondering if you might have a position, blah, 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 blah. It's a storyline about you and your uniqueness and what you bring to the table. Now, to get there to say with confidence takes a little work, but it's attainable for anybody. Because I know, because I had to memorize this kind of crap and make it my own, really own it and believe it for me to get other people to believe it. 
So you'll have to write it down, what your pitch is. You're going to have to start to believe it by writing it. You're going to have to practice it until it's second nature. Practice it enough until you can see that you can really hold someone's attention. Practice it maybe on your mom, who definitely loves you. I could tell just from the sound of your voice, you had a good mom there. And then hone it against your hardest, most critical friend, the person who doesn't like anything they hear. It's simply a sales pitch on yourself, and there's not a successful person out there that gets a shot to prove themselves or get through any door without it. It's essential. Nick, call me back at 888-BARBARA this week and give me a pitch. I want to hear it. I'll listen, and I'll even rewrite it for you and help make it a winner that you could use again and again and again. I could tell you're a great guy, but you're going to need the help with the pitch to get through the door. Hi, Barbara. This is Justin from Austin, Texas, calling. I was wondering how my credit score would be impacted if I was to seek a small business loan for my real estate company. Thanks in advance for your advice. No, Justin, a business loan should not impact your personal credit score. But before you accept a business loan, make sure it's a real business loan and that the lender is reporting your credit history to the business credit bureau, not the personal credit bureaus. If it's really a personal loan, then it will definitely impact your personal credit score, of course. I know that small business lenders like my friends at OnDeck report your credit history to the appropriate business credit bureaus, not the personal credit bureaus, and that's exactly how it should be. So double check how it's going to be reported. Hi, Linda the Muffin Lady from Boca Raton. My question, how to grow a beloved brand It's a trade secret recipe when people don't sign your NDAs and you have to protect your recipe and the proprietary procedures? Love to hear the answer. Thank you, Barbara. Thanks for your inspiration. Linda, I would suggest that you trust a little bit more. You get a lot more in business trusting and giving people the benefit of the doubt than being paranoid. And if someone wants to help you build your business and you're insisting on a non-disclosure agreement, right from the beginning says, I don't trust you. Now, I could see if you had a chemical compound that was so sophisticated that you took years to engineer that you might have a concern with disclosing the magic ingredients. But we're talking about a muffin here. How different can a muffin really be? I'm sure you have your secret sauce, your secret recipe, But I don't think you have to have people sign a legal agreement just to talk to you about your business and pushing it ahead. I can tell you certainly firsthand for myself as an investor, every time anyone comes to us with any kind of a business proposal and asks for NDA, we say, we're not interested. It's a bad place to start. It's like, I don't trust you. You don't trust me. That kind of thing. No, 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 no. I trust a little bit more. Get rid of your paranoia would be my best advice. Hey, Barbara, this is Todd from Gary, Indiana. And uh, my question is, are there times when a business should turn down um, taking a loan because of the pressure to pay it back? And if so, what are those scenarios? Thank you. Well, Todd, if you have any doubt at all about your business's ability to pay back the loan, it's stupid to borrow money. Absolutely. That's not what it's intended for. Because a good loan should have a specific purpose. And it only makes sense if you're going to use the money to either improve your bottom line or increase the value of your business. Those, in my mind, are the only two times you should be borrowing money for a business. 
If the extra cash allows you to do that, then getting a small business loan is always a good option. But if it's you're just strapped for cash right now and trying to stay afloat, then you're absolutely out of your mind to borrow the money because it's only going to add more financial pressure on the back of your business that's having a hard time to begin with. That's how I feel about borrowing money. Where do you listen to Business Unusual? I really want to know. And guess what? If you show me, you might have a chance to spend an hour with me. All you've got to do is post a photo on Instagram showing me the unusual places where you listen to my podcast. Be sure to use the hashtag businessunusual when you post the photo and make sure it's a public account so I can see it. A random winner will get to spend an hour with me on Skype or at my office here in New York City, whichever you prefer. Show me your photos by June 3rd and I'll have fun seeing all the places you listen. And that's all the questions we have time for today. If you have a question, leave me a voicemail on the Business Unusual hotline, 888-BARBARA. That's 888-B-A-R-B-A-R-A. You can also tweet it to me at Barbara Corcoran and I may just answer it on a future episode. You've been listening to Business Unusual with me, Barbara Corcoran. Come back next week to hear more steps and missteps I took on the path to success. Business Unusual is part of the iHeartRadio podcast network. Search and follow Business Unusual on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.